Hello and welcome to BJGP Interviews. My name is Ewan Lawson and I'm the editor of the BJGP. In this episode, we talk to Dr. Mina Rafiq, who is an academic GP and clinical research fellow at University College London. And the paper is Inflammatory Marker Testing in Primary Care in the Year Before Hodgkin Lymphoma Diagnosis. And that is a UK population-based case control study in patients who are under 50 years or under. I started by asking Mina to tell us a little bit more about the challenges of diagnosing people with Hodgkin lymphoma. So, I mean, diagnosing Hodgkin's lymphoma in general practice is really challenging because it's a rare disease and it predominantly occurs in young patients where we don't often think of cancer as one of our top differentials. And then on top of that, only a third of patients present with your typical red flag symptoms of neck lumps or lymphadenopathy. So in the remaining two thirds of Hodgkin's lymphoma patients, they've got really vague and nonspecific symptoms like itchiness or cough or weight loss. And so they often present to their GP several times before they're eventually diagnosed, just because it's very challenging. So um, we thought that by identifying early signals of Hodgkin's lymphoma in blood tests, we might be able to support GPs in diagnosing some of these patients earlier, especially if they have nonspecific symptoms. And we know that Hodgkin's lymphoma, like many other cancers, produces an inflammatory response. So if we can understand when this happens and what blood tests come up, that might help us to identify opportunities for earlier diagnosis in general practice. Perfect. So that sets the scene beautifully, Mina. So inflammatory markers in this pre-diagnostic period, why don't you tell us a little bit more about what you looked at specifically in this study then? Yeah, great. So we used um, GP electronic health record data from CPRD, and we got information on blood tests for about 800 Hodgkin's lymphoma patients and 5,000 controls over a 14-year period. And we picked six specific inflammatory markers that are commonly requested in general practice. So ESR, CRP, platelets, ferritin, albumin, and plasma viscosity. And we looked at trends in GP blood test requests in the 12 months before Hodgkin's lymphoma was diagnosed. And we also looked at average levels of these tests over time to identify when detectable trends first occur. And then we also additionally looked at whether or not these patients had any red flag symptoms or not. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So use CPRD, which is well known to uh, readers of the BJGP and lots of researchers in and around. I think maybe we should get on and tell us a little bit about what you found, Mina, then we can talk about the implications a bit more. We found that 70% of Hodgkin's lymphoma patients had had an inflammatory marker blood test in the year before they were diagnosed. And there was a 13-fold increase in inflammatory marker blood test requests from GPs in the year that was leading up to the Hodgkin's lymphoma diagnosis. And then interestingly, we found that two-thirds of Hodgkin's lymphoma patients who were tested had at least one abnormal inflammatory marker result. And these inflammatory marker abnormalities often occurred several months before diagnosis. So the ESR, CRP and platelet levels were increasing on average from seven to 12 months before Hodgkin's lymphoma was diagnosed, which suggests it's likely an early marker of cancer in at least some Hodgkin's lymphoma patients. And then almost half of all Hodgkin's lymphoma patients who had an inflammatory marker abnormality had no other red flag symptoms recorded. Yeah. So it's worth lingering on that for a second. So something like 70.8, had an inflammatory marker test, uh, had an inflammatory marker yeah, test in the year pre-diagnosis, but the controls only showed 16.2. So quite a difference. Yes, exactly. So we have, so that's showing that these patients are presenting to their GPs. The GPs are appropriately testing these patients and have a suspicion of something going on. And then the control group remains completely stable. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I think the important thing about this is it's worth touching on at this point that this is not necessarily a criticism of GPs and what they're doing, because as you point out there, something like, you know, nearly 43% had no other symptoms or signs 
that you could detect in the data, even though they had an abnormal result. And you wouldn't expect necessarily GPs to be referring all those immediately through, but it does indicate that there's there are there are warning signals here. Exactly. And this is not at all a criticism of GPs. And actually, we know that many of these patients don't have any specific symptoms and GPs are doing the right thing. They are seeing these patients, they're identifying that something is going on and they're referring them on for ha- to have these blood tests done. And we all know that inflammatory marker abnormalities are very common. So one abnormality on its own is unlikely to be predictive of cancer. But the hope is, is that we might be able to combine these abnormalities with other blood tests or other information from symptoms or from prescriptions to be able to generate tools that can help GPs to identify which of these patients need to be referred for cancer and which ones don't. It is a fascinating cancer in this regard, Hodgkin lymphoma, because as you mentioned at the start, it tends to be young people where it's not necessarily in the front of our mind with very non-specific symptoms that can represent all sorts of benign conditions, but really quite a long diagnostic time window here that exists. Yeah. And I think that's the good news story of this is that these patients aren't sitting at home. They are presenting to their GP up to a year before diagnosis. So if we can pick up that activity or these abnormalities, then we can help GPs pick them up, detect these patients earlier. So it's a good news story that there's a long diagnostic window where these patients are going to see their GP before they're diagnosed. Yeah, because I mean, that's obviously one major concern with, you know, improving early diagnostic rates, early diagnosis of cancer is that people just aren't going to their GP. And we've seen public health campaigns, which is encouraging people to, you know, anything that doesn't feel quite right to turn up to their GP. Clearly, these people are, clearly there's a significant number of people who are going. But what, what, do you, what do you think might be the next direction of travel here then, Mina, in terms of actually what, what's going to come through to help GPs come to the diagnosis when, you know, we've got these nonspecific symptoms, we've got a bit of a raised inflammatory marker. What else might be, what else might come, maybe doesn't exist just yet. You may even be a bit of horizon scanning here. You, I wouldn't ask you to predict the future. But what do you think might be the kind of options? Yeah, well, I think it's really promising that we found that there are inflammatory marker abnormalities occurring up to a year before diagnosis. And so I think that the future will be building on that. So looking at trends in inflammatory marker abnormalities, looking at combinations of different blood tests and abnormalities, and then combining with other blood test results, other symptoms, to hopefully maybe develop a personalized risk score or a tool that can help GPs to pick up which of these patients are at high risk of undiagnosed cancer and which ones actually we can just watch and wait in general practice. Yeah. I don't know if you know of any, I mean, presumably that you know, there's, you would imagine, one would imagine an algorithmic approach, you know, as I say, just something that can automatically scan through the, you know, the patient record um, to flag that up, maybe a useful tool in the future. And that's the beauty of blood test results, because they're automatically encoded in the, the general practice software already. That is something that could be going on in the background and could be calculated automatically using an algorithm in the future if the evidence exists to support that so that it's not extra workload for GPs or they're not having to manually enter things. Yeah, I think that's right. It's probably an important point as well, that this doesn't seem that it would necessarily be extra work for GPs. It could be something that could be bolted into this the system. Uh, you mentioned the possibility that, you know, there may be blood results in the paper that may be blood results which are not being recorded, but most GPs in the UK, um, you'd imagine that that's rel- that must be relatively rare. Almost everything comes through via the clinical record these days, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. And when it's sent from the labs, it's all electronically recorded as well. So it makes it all very well recorded and high levels of completion. Yeah, beautifully coded. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So easy to explore. Uh, Any other thoughts about where this might go next, Mina? And so I think that we're also hoping that similar patterns might exist for other cancers. And so trying to explore what sort of diagnostic windows exist before other cancers and trying to develop tools to help pick that up. And also looking beyond cancer, because 
these patients don't have can don't have Hodgkin's lymphoma. They might have other conditions that we want to help GPs diagnose. It's not just a one diagnosis sort of thing. So trying to look a bit wider than that. Yeah, not an entirely binary approach. And certainly, we were talking earlier. There's a a paper in the BJGP just about now as well, which is about colorectal cancer, which found a similar diagnostic window and a recognition that there are lots of other diagnoses that can be associated with that, whether it's inflammatory bowel disease or other other areas as well. Yeah, exactly. And I think with the emergence of the rapid diagnostic centers and the expansion of those sorts of centers that can help with these patients with nonspecific symptoms, tools like this might be important in the future to help triage patients. Mina, it's a really excellent, it's a, Mina, really excellent study. Perhaps you could summarize your findings for us. So the first is that GP requests for inflammatory markers increased 13-fold in the year leading up to Hodgkin's lymphoma diagnosis. And this suggests that many Hodgkin's lymphoma patients are presenting to their GP several months before diagnosis with symptoms that are prompting appropriate investigation. And we also found that two-thirds of tested Hodgkin's lymphoma patients have at least one inflammatory marker abnormality. And these abnormalities often occur several months before diagnosis and in patients who don't have red flag symptoms. So inflammatory marker abnormalities can be early signs of Hodgkin's lymphoma and could support GPs in diagnosing it earlier. Mina, it's an excellent study. Thank you very much for taking the time today. Thank you very much. And I'd also like to thank RM Partners who supported this work. Of course. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening to this BJGP podcast. The original research papers and articles can be found at bjgp.org. The show notes and podcast audio can be found at bjgplife.com. Do share if you've enjoyed it. Subscribe via all the usual places, including Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, or your podcaster of choice. Thanks again. Thanks again.